Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are here to bring you an exciting thyroid show that Dr. Lewis is uh, famous for because he wrote a book all about it. And uh, we're wanting to know if we gave you a thyroid quiz, would you pass it? So and since we can't obviously talk to you in person, we're going to give it to Dr. Lewis and we're going to see if he can pass it. Probably not. And then we're going to uh, answer a lot of your questions that you guys were kind enough to write in on our Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis, on our Green Wisdom Health page, on our newsletter. You guys all week long have been giving us questions to ask, and many were thyroid-related. So we have a whole lot to get to today. So um, let's just start by finding out if your thyroid is healthy or not and how to know the difference between hypo and hyperactive thyroid. It's very confusing. And if your doctor told you your thyroid's fine, but you still feel like you still have some of these symptoms after we name it off, maybe you'll understand where we go with it a little bit differently than what um, your medical doctor does. So let's start by talking about the thyroid quiz. Uh, what common thyroid disorder or what, what thyroid disorder is most common Dr. Lewis, is it hypothyroidism, Rydell's thyroiditis, hyperthyroidism, or thyrosel? No, the most common is hypo, which means functioning less than what is normal. And that's always something that's confusing because a lot of people think it's just the opposite or they're treated just the opposite many times, right, at the doctor's office? Oh, that's confusing for all of us, yes. Yeah, they, um, when you have hypothyroidism, it's actually underactive. But many times it's treated like it's the other direction. We've seen that, which I find kind of odd. But, you know, one of the problems is there's so many different potential symptoms or that symptom list of hypothyroidism. It can also be symptoms of many, many other complexes. Like hypothyroidism causes lethargy, fatigue, and lack of energy. Low libido. I don't know where that came from. I didn't (laughs) see that in my notes at all. But, yes, he's right. PMS. Weight gain. Constipation. Rough and scaly skin. And I think that was actually one of our questions about cracked heels. Yeah, and Renaud syndrome. And what is Renaud syndrome for people that don't know what that is? Well, it's a vascular issue. Talked to a young man in Shreveport about that this morning. Is that where their hands turn red? Yeah, they kind of lose their circulation. He said he could ski in Breckenridge and it'd get cold and he'd have to go into the lodge and, and warm up because the... Uh, Arteries are very, very constricted. Okay. That can also be partially autoimmune. Which we'll talk about also. Okay. Uh, Another sign of hypothyroidism is hair loss, which we hear that a lot from women. And unfortunately, that's one of the last things that come back. You know, Dr. Liz, could you explain that a little bit? Because, you know, there's not a woman out there that is not interested in keeping the hair on her head. And that's the thing they want to have happened fastest. So why is it the slowest whenever it returns? Well, simply put, it can be so many different things that contribute to that, including a thyroid issue. And I have to tell people, listen, if your body's struggling with what little energy it has just to keep you alive, it's going to let go of the things that is not necessary for life, which would be hair, uh, nails, uh, and that's why so many people have infertility. 
you know, the body can keep you alive, but it can shut down your ovaries and uterus. Okay. All right. So hypothyroidism can create the hair loss. Uh, sensitivity mm-hmm. to cold, feeling cold all the time is also a sign of low thyroid function. I thought that was a country song. Hmm. Okay. And low basal temperature. So. Yeah. And, you know, I read an article the other day about the, uh, you know, we've, we've grown up to think 98.6 was normal. And now actually the average temperature is about 97.8, I think, is, is what the new normal is. And maybe that's just because they're figuring into that or averaging into that a lot of people that have thyroid issues and have a lower basal temperature. That's a possibility. Hmm. Okay. So most of the people we we have have hypothyroidism and not hyperthyroidism. Yeah, most of them. Okay. Cuz your hyperthyroidism people are usually really skinny, it's like their their metabolism's running es- extra hot. Right? Usually. Okay. So your second question, Dr. Lewis, is uh hyperthyroid hypothyroidism caused by Hashimoto's thyroiditis is much more common in women than in men. Is that true or false? It's true, and I don't really know why, but it is true. And for people that don't know what Hashimoto's thyroiditis is, could you explain what that is so they know what you're talking about if they've not heard that that term before? Well, it's an autoimmune disease where the body begins to attack itself and, and picks on the thyroid Okay. It's it's real common. Some of the experts, and, and I, I say experts with rolling eyes and a canary, uh, cat eating a canary grin, uh, some of the experts say that it's uh, all kinds of different things, just a gluten issue, and I think gluten is part of it, but I don't think that's the entire issue. Okay, so, and there are things we can do naturally for Hashimoto's thyroiditis, right? Well, again, we can't make any claims about, you know, supplements making any difference in symptoms or diseases. But if you put it in, your body, you know, with the wisdom of God, has been known to work at a higher efficiency and, you know, get rid of some things. Just like your body's smart enough to heal a cut, you don't have to think about lymphocytes and neutrophils and monocytes and eosinophils or platelet cells you don't have to think about such things your body has that wisdom so yes if you put in good nutrients that's missing out of your diet sure your body can get better okay at least we can support it so that it can heal itself absolutely okay so one of the symptoms of hypothyroidism is let's see if he's paying attention to attention to what i said i, I was accused a while ago of not listening to her but i heard her say that <laughs> One of the symptoms is fatigue, intolerance to cold, weight gain, or all of the above. Or intolerance to husbands. <laughs> yes, all of the above. Yes, sir. You did good. Huh? The symptoms of <laughs> hypothyroidism may be difficult to detect, so the condition can best di- be diagnosed with an MRI scan, an ultrasound, a thyroid-stimulating hormone test, a TSH, or a hemoglobin test or a hematocrit test? I'd love to see the answer to this one because... Uh, I don't like the answer. Yeah, I know. I think we kind of vary here with the uh, answer to this. TSH is elementary school. It doesn't really tell you that much. It just tells you how much the pituitary in your brain's putting out to stimulate the thyroid. But that is the way 
that most doctors test the thyroid function, which is why we have a lot of them that come in here and say they told me my TSH was fine. So this gives a good opportunity for you to explain what other factors you're looking at, what your what the bottom line really is. Well, for in my opinion, free T3 is you know where it's at. That's not the only thing. But if I just had a free T3, I could tell you where it, you know whether it's running correctly or not. Uh, Higher's better to a point, and most people have about a two point five to a three point zero on free T3, and if you get to about a 3.5 to a 4.4, oh my God, you feel decades younger and you have energy and you feel good mentally and your spouse is better looking and more tolerable because Janet said something about intolerance a while ago. Oh, 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 that was that was too cold. It wasn't to a spouse. Never mind. And, you know, when you're talking about a TSH, many um, times when people... Well, we run five different parts of the thyroid, like Dr. Lewis said. But when people come in here with a TSH, they are many times given medication based on that TSH. And he talked about uh, Hashimoto's, the autoimmune problem. There has been many, many times that people will come in here and say, well, one one time my doctor gave me this amount for my TSH. And then he said it was not not right because my TSH took an extreme turn and now now it's this and so he reduced it i'm just all over the place and i feel bad bouncing thyroid i hear that quite a bit yeah that's the ones that you need to add something on called a tpo a thyroid peroxidase antibody test where it tests to see if you have an autoimmune issue in the thyroid because when we get them in here like that that's the first thing we run is we'll add that tpo onto their thyroid test so we know exactly what's happening and then once you get the autoimmune issue under control you'll get a a true reading for your thyroid so these are great okay next question in women hypothyroidism can affect pregnancy by a reducing the chance of getting pregnant boosting the chance of getting pregnant making miscarriage more likely or making labor and delivery more difficult well, at least two of them. Uh, you know, it, it can very commonly associated with infertility and miscarriage, and you know that's because there's uh, all all sorts of hormone feedback or biofeedback mechanisms. So um, it also makes the baby's IQ lower, is what we've read. If yeah. if the mother has a problem with the thyroid too. Right. So do it for your baby if you won't do it for yourself. Get your thyroid right. I think it's one out of every six couples has trouble with being infertile. Yeah, it's it's more now than it used to be. I know that. Yeah. Okay. A person with untreated hypothyroidism may also have high cholesterol. Yep. Low blood pressure. Could be. Low blood sugar. Yeah, it could be. Or none of the above. All of the above. Okay. What has low blood pressure got to do with somebody with a sluggish thyroid? Well, because when your thyroid's sluggish, your adrenal glands through the HPA axis, I don't want to get too complicated here. I'm probably not smart enough for that. But anyway, the adrenals take up the slack when your thyroid's lagging behind. When your adrenals go into fatigue, it can't put out enough adrenaline norepinephrine, et cetera, et cetera. And as your adrenals get lower and slower, so does your blood pressure. You know, when you stand up and you get dizzy and 
lightheaded and think you're a blonde, but you're not. My apologies to the blondes. But, yeah, the thyroids go down trying to support the thyroid. So, yeah, low blood pressure is pretty common if it's been there for a long time. Very interesting. Well, you grew up passing all these questions with flying colors. So I'm only going to give you one more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How is hypothyroidism treated with radiation, with surgery, with the synthetic hormone, or the condition cannot be treated? I think the synthetic hormone, you know, when your MD gives you levothyroxine, or, you know, sometimes they'll give you armor and nature throw it. There's. You know, there's a lot of really good uh, medical personnel that do a good job with this. Uh, Janet and I try to be complimentary and, you know, tweak it to a a more optimal level. But uh, we get people all the time say, well, I want to get off this drug. I say, well, I'm a chiropractor. I'm not going to make any recommendations about drugs. That's between you and your primary care physician. But we can certainly tweak it. And, folks, being on a drug is not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, we try to get you healthy where you have less need for them, but don't don't throw away that part of health care. Well, you know, and then the other part there, uh, they ask us a lot about the, the drug part of it. They don't want to be on a drug for their thyroid. And honestly, that is one of the safer prescriptions that you can take for your thyroid. The thing with uh, synthetic... Hormones is that they have the ability to move the free T3 and T4. With natural medicine, we have things that move free T3 and T4, but we have to do them individually because that's just the way natural medicine works. So many times it's less expensive for you to just get a prescription if you have insurance to get the thyroid right with the medication, which we don't have an issue with that at all because like I said, that's one of the things that we really think works well. Now, if it's just your free T3 needing help where it's hypo, hypothyroid and the T4 doesn't need that, we have a product that's made along the same lines as their armor thyroid. So um, it works very well. It works the same way. So there's options out there. And then the people that have a hyperactive thyroid that you don't hear very much about, there are... Um, symptoms that go along with them as well they feel restless all the time nervous emotionable emotionable emotional irritable they make up words that's right it's an irritable emotional combo they sleep poorly and they're and as if they're just always on the go they just can't ever calm down uh i think part of that has got to do with them having high cortisol a lot of times too correct yeah it definitely could be part of the equation many times it is and one of the things you can tell on a person that has their thyroid running too fast is their eyes will protrude. Think Barbara Bush. Oh, yeah. She did have that, didn't she? Yep, she did. Sweet lady. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, many times they'll have lack of menstrual periods. They'll have uh, irregular, rapid heartbeats. Like I said, they're usually really, really thin. And they'll have really frequent bowel movements, and they'll have difficulty concentrating as well. So if you have the other side of the spectrum, which I know there's a lot of those people out there also, um, there are things we can do to help slow it down, so to speak, also, or or regulate it by doing some of the other things uh, with the other hormones. So 
we want to make sure now that we have answered all of the questions that we got. So this, this is going to be a big uh, question and answer thing today because we have tons of them and we love it. Um, but let's start with Laura, who asked a question about chlorella and DIM helping women with weight loss. And, uh, you know, some people may not know what DIM is or chlorella, so maybe you could explain that. And in your opinion, do you how would it help with weight loss? Uh, it, it can help with weight loss, but generally I tell people let's be realistic about what you're eating and how much you're eating because people lie to themselves and lie to us all the time. Uh, and what our idea about good eating is is usually an erroneous idea. So uh, Corella can because it's very good at taking out some of the toxins, the heavy metals that be in our vital detox. DEM is methane, and it takes out a lot of the estrogen mimickers in our food supply and in our air, in our mattress. You know, you get fire retardants. And I've I've seen women, you know, lose 5 or 10 pounds taking DEM, but, you know, that's much more important to get out the uh, estrogen mimickers, which can cause all kinds of health problems years later. For me and the women that I talk to, DEM doesn't really make you lose weight. It makes you lose inches because, like Dr. Lewis said, it goes it goes in and eats up the estrogen mimickers, and the estrogen are the bad fats. The body stores it around the middle of the gut, and it stores it around the back where, you know, like for a woman, they'll say, oh, my shirts don't fit like they used to. They're really tight in the back, um, and that's where the body thinks it's safe to lay that, that extra fat. So DIM will go back in there, and it will gobble that back up, and then you'll get your shape back to the way it used to be. So I love DIM, and I, like I said, you don't look for it for weight loss, but you look for it for inches lost in shape shifting. Mm. Great stuff. And then Penny <laughs> said she just listened to a podcast that talked about a castor oil pack. You wear the cloth soaked in castor oil over your liver to help with detoxification. Is this science or hocus pocus? I think those things work, but, you know, I've always been a fan of putting stuff on the inside and letting it work on the outside. I'm I'm sure the castor oil does work, but I don't want that greasy thing on me. And I know, yes, it can help with detoxification. Same thing, you know, there's a big kick about magnesium soaks is well just get in a tub full of epsom salts or put your feet in a you know tub of warm water with epsom salts to get your magnesium and yes that does work but why don't you just swallow a couple of magnesium capsules it's quicker it's easier you get better absorption and yes it works the other way also Okay. I love these questions. They're things I would never think of. I ha- I I have seen people though that had hemorrhoids and, you know, we have certain bioflavonoids here that help with vessel integrity. Mm. But I've seen them use organic castor oil and put it on their hemorrhoids, and it makes a huge, huge difference. Oh, that is true, because a lot of people are told to use witch hazel. That stuff um, is a burning-type thing. The castor oil is very soothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's great. So topically on hemorrhoids, it's awesome. So thank you, Penny, for that question. So, husbands, if you wake up from your nap on the recliner and your wife's rubbing castor oil on you, that's because she thinks you're a hemorrhoid. Mm-hmm. Put it over full body soak. 
All right. Andrew has a question about what your thoughts on vitamin supplements for kids. I um, think it's very necessary to for them to grow up and, and for their genes to express themselves in the greatest manner possible. I've not really found a multivitamin that I like for kids. We've experimented with a lot of different ones, and it's like, yeah, well, okay, that one's fair. Oh, no, heck no, I wouldn't do that one. Really, we have people like Eddie up around Chicago. He will put the uh, our active mega multi and blend it up, and he may put in some magnesium, uh, vitamin D. We have a liquid vitamin D that works, and there's so many things. You can just blend it up, throw a couple of organic strawberries in there, and the kids will drink it up like crazy. You can do the liquid fish oil. The GPC, which is incredible if your child has ADD, ADHD, uh, Yes, I think vitamins are very necessary, very appropriate. It's just putting it in in a manner that the kid will take it and then throw probiotics in there, too. Yeah, and most of the time, you know, the people are telling us, well, I'm just going to the grocery store and getting some of those gummies because that's the only thing I can get down them. Mm. You really need to be reading what's in those gummies because if they taste really great, there's a reason they do. And we've had vitamin reps that come in here with them and they're like well okay this is the one this one tastes great and we'll get, we'll give it to our grandchild and they're like spitting it out faster than they can put it in their mouth so the really good ones don't taste good is the problem well let me, let me say some more about that there's been so many studies done that found that many a large percentage of different uh supplements sold through the internet that's where the counterfeiting takes place Many, many, a large percentage of these uh, contain lead, mercury, and arsenic. And let me say one other thing, because last week I had this couple in here, and they said, well, I've got this supplement from this famous doctor. I said, okay, let me look at it. And it is a famous doctor, and the fish oil in it, one of our gel caps had about four to six times more the EPA and DHA than this famous doctor did in two And then the famous doctor put in folic acid instead of the 5-MTHF, for those of you that know about the 5-MTHF issue. And this famous doctor put in cyanocobalamin and said it was B12. Well, he's right. It is B12, but you can't absorb it. Just because somebody has a good name and they're very slick on Facebook or Internet does not mean it's necessarily a good vitamin. And I wish I had that kind of notoriety, but I don't. If but, you had that kind of notoriety, you wouldn't be cutting corners and giving uh, people no. bad stuff. To, I anyway. will never compromise, no matter how big my name gets. And I was really disappointed because this guy's written books, and he's he's put out a lot of good information. But it's like, why do you sell your patients crap? So on that same note, Andrew also wanted to know what were some of the key supplements you'd recommend for a kid to take every day? Multivitamin, multimineral, uh, fish oil, vitamin D, and probiotics. If they can't get a good multivitamin, if they swallow the capsule, it would be good. But a small child, that's difficult. Yeah, mix it up like Eddie does up there around Chicago. Maybe an applesauce or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then... um, Sherry had a question off of a podcast we did that she asked 
asked us which one we discussed hot flashes on. We didn't remember which one it was. Because so I don't remember to take my memory pills. <laughs> we're going to answer the hot flash one uh, for Sherry again because her and her husband John are wonderful people. This is when the men should shut up. Janet, you take the hot flash question. Uh-huh. Can you tell me which thing for hot flashes? Uh, we have a product called Flash Ease that... I am past that stage of my life. Thank God of needing that. Yeah, thank one God. thing in life oh, here. Sorry, honey. Uh, but flash ease helps um, with the hot flashes. It helps with the symptoms. The bigger root cause of it you need to be addressing is progesterone, which is um, the progestive veil that we have that says to do topically. Call me. I'll tell you how to do it um, differently. And then um, evening primrose oil is actually a big one for hot flashes, believe it or not. It's and them many times will clean up those estrogens and the hot flashes go away on women, although that does take time. Well, that's what happened. I, I've taken them for so long I don't have hot flashes anymore. But but women are who are having hot flashes want it now. They're, they are... Right. They're on edge because I remember being that person. Uh, flashies is the temporary thing. And the other things, progesterone, the evening primrose oil, and the dim, like Dr. Lewis said, are probably three key ones long term to stop it totally. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that question, Sherry. Um, we also have Heather that's asking if we can you have optimal levels of thyroid and still have thyroid disease. That's a good question. I guess you could, but generally, no, because if you have the disease, something's going to go awry. So I think if all the levels are within the optimal range, probably not. I think that's going back to making sure they're running all the levels in the thyroid again, not just TSH. Right. Because you may still in your gut feel something's wrong and they haven't they haven't run enough tests on you to determine whether or not you have a problem. So if everything's been run and everything's coming back fine, then... Then no, you cannot. Yeah. Okay. Are rough, cracked heels usually a sign of thyroid disease? And yes, they were. We we addressed that earlier. I don't know about usually. Yes, it can be, but that can be. You just need fish oil. That's true. Fish oil really does help cracked heels, especially in the winter time, because sometimes women's heels are like sandpaper. And I'm not naming any names, but and I've never noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was little Sadie Mae's claws. <laughs> when you need a hacksaw to to, to have a. Uh, a a pedicure, uh, perhaps you need fish oil. Hmm. So, uh, what about a scalloped tongue? What uh, you know, we took classes on this about uh, tongues, things that can yeah. you can actually look for on your tongue and tell if you have some other kind of problem. And a scalloped tongue is actually one of those. Yeah, what is it? in Chinese medicine, there are different parts of the tongue that relate to different organs. Back of the tongue would be kidneys and intestines. The sides would be liver and gallbladder. The middle part would be stomach and spleen. Toward the tip from the middle would be the lungs, and the very, very tip would be the heart and the mind. And it, it would depend on where it's scalloped, and usually that scalloped or, you know, geographic tongue is what they call it, would indicate digestive problems and Probably a B vitamin deficiency because you're not uh, detoxing like you should. Maybe excessive liver heat would be my first guess. So liver and B vitamins would probably long-term correct the scalloped tongue. Probably, or, or may, it may be kidney chi. I used to have, I have, used to have that geographical tongue. It was really cute. It looked like a map, but really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't have that anymore since I've got the gut health right. So you're right. absolutely right. 
Okay, well, low iodine alone cause hypothyroidism symptoms even if you have optimal levels. Well, uh, optimal levels of iodine or optimal levels of the thyroid, yes, uh, low iodine can. Well, one of the reasons is is because we have so much fluoride, chloride, chlorine, fluorine, bromide, and bromine in our environment. And, you know, anytime you're there, there's just so many ways that you can get those. They're all called halide, and they take the place where the iodine receptors uh, in the thyroid, it's getting the bromine or the fluoride in your water. Why in the heck they ever put it in the water? I'll never know. But, yeah, so that even if you take enough iodine, sometimes it's not being absorbed because you're overwhelming those receptors with the other halides that are toxic to you. Okay. And Cricket, who's been a patient of ours for a very long time. Five years. Has a question about Hashimoto's because she has it. Uh, and says she's honestly feeling pretty good thanks to us. Thank you, Cricket. Uh, but she wants to know, can you ever be cured from this illness or will she have it forever? Well, again, you know, I'm not going to claim a cure, but uh, it's usually out of the GI tract. It's usually, you know, what causes it. It's usually a leaky gut or something that your body is very sensitive to. Let me tell you a quick story about Hashimoto's. There was this preacher that comes in here, and he's a really wonderful guy. He never judges me when I say BS and fill in the blank. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. He has Hashimoto's. He said, well, some people in my church said this. Some other doctor said this. This preacher was getting conflicting information, and I said, just throw it in and ask God to bless it. And later on, we did the TPO and thyroid antibodies, and he tested completely negative for Hashimoto's, and I told him, I said, you're the only one I've ever seen totally reverse it, although most people get the thyroid antibodies way, way down. I said, you're the first one I've ever seen do that. And he said, well, Dr. Lewis, you're the one that challenged my faith. I had to go ahead and show that it worked. So, yes, you know, Cricket, maybe we need to change a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's always a, a work in progress, but think, think leaky gut. Okay. Well, very good. And uh, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our show. We still have some questions here left. Uh, Dr. Lewis has started doing uh, Instagram, actually, where he's sharing his story uh, two or three times a week. And what we're doing with it is called Rumor Has It Segments. He's taking questions and he's answering them. Uh, Tara, I know you've got one that we need to address. I will have him address that on the um story section we'll also address some some more of these on the next podcast so uh, keep the questions coming they may be seen on social media they may be on the next podcast you never know where they're going to show up and uh, if you're new to our show please go to our website greenwisdomhealth.com fill out the health survey get started we can run all of these lab tests we talked about in the thyroid show for a very low cost all across the united states Again, we appreciate you listening to us. We hope you have a very blessed week, and we'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. 
Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.